Welcome to the Much More Than Medicare podcast. My name is J.O. I'm the author of Max Minor Medicare and a certified financial planner. And surprise, today is not about, you know, insurance or annuities or some retirement planning. But in fact, we've got a poker podcast coming up. Before we get started, you know, gh2unfiltered.com is the place where I'm sharing comments and insights that I can't share in public. The reasons for this, I'm highly regulated and you can obviously or you could easily see the scenario. Somebody misinterprets a five second soundbite on a YouTube channel and then tell someone else and we know who's to blame. To address that, uh, I've created GH2 Unfiltered for first-time subscribers. A free copy of Maximize Your Medicare will be sent to anywhere in the lower 48. Shipping entirely free basically makes the first-year subscription free. On the YouTube channel, which is also called Much More Than Medicare by J.O., you will see a video called Life's a Gamble and other, you know, misstatements. Basically, the idea is that people try to assign gambling as like a kind of a catch-all phrase, but the reality is financial situations are really about probability, whether that probability applies to you, and then assigning the price of something, whether that be insurance, whether that be an annuity, no matter what that situation is. So basically that price is an estimated calculation. That is the similarity to other financial situations, one of which we're going to talk about today, which is Texas No Limit Hold'em, which is the most popular variation of poker. Famously, over the past months, there has been a high-stakes duel between young poker pro Landon Tice and established businessman Bill Perkins. I made a video about it, but, you know, really, I'm going to tell you things here that I did not say in the video, largely because I don't have time to be scripting out the video, etc., etc., or this podcast, to be candid, on all the videos, much like right now, I am just talking on the fly. Before I start the audio version of that video, which is posted on YouTube, the link is in the description here below the podcast. But anyway, I wanted to give you a couple of insights. And the main takeaways for people are the following, is that young Landon Tice basically had to conclude that and that he was going to lose. He had advisors. He had a team. They looked through the data and concluded that they could not win. And as a result, they stopped the contest. Now, I'm not here to debate things that exist on other poker podcasts and poker videos. They're debating whether or not, you know, the handicap given was too high or too low. They're debating whether or not the young pro underestimated the competition, which is an important factor. There's no doubt about it. But in addition to that, you know, what I found to be stunning were two aspects. 
and they are examined here throughout the episode. The first one is that, you know, the structure of the way they set up the duel, the showdown, was very, very heavily in favor of the underdog. And especially if the underdog in this instance was the strictly qualified businessman because, you know, his background was actually in oil trading, which is a very complicated, uh, you know, financial trading niche because of the fact that all of the different inputs to affect the price of energy is like insane, right? I mean, we're talking about not only corporate interests, but you're talking about huge multinational interests as well as oil cartel. In other words, the crossfire of the variables that it would affect oil. And everybody knows this. This is not news to anyone listening here. But you have to understand that this person got his billion dollars from trading in that. That also means that he was absolutely familiar with financial options. There's no way that he wouldn't know. Uh, And in addition, even if he did not specifically gain his experience in the derivative trading world, he would have had those people around him who were. That is a slam dunk conclusion. When you're evaluating your competition, you kind of need to know this because that input, the payoff to financial derivatives is the framework used in poker. There's no getting around it. And, you know, I, for example, you know, I'm a recreational poker player, which basically tells you that I know the rules. But it's funny because, you know, I see and I hear young people who are talk using slinging around poker jargon. And you can hear it and you can see it on YouTube. Uh, card removal, game tree, game theory optimal, exploitative. You know, those are all poker jargon terms of which can easily be attached to the educated person who is aware that these techniques are adoptions, adaptations of other pre-existing frameworks for evaluating uncertainty. It's actually the key to GH2 Unfiltered. It's the key to how I evaluate financial situations for our clients. Because basically, I'm trying to make us like Bill Perkins, which is to find the pricing edge where your particular situation is best served at the best price. Much like the way that Bill Perkins devised and negotiated the structure of the contest with young professional Landon Tice. The flip side here is that, you know, I was quite stunned by the young poker professional, and maybe we can chalk chalk it up to his youth. You know, he's not yet legal drinking age, right? So, but the strange thing and the uh, lesson that I think that everyone can take away from it is this, is that there's not going to be a dispute about Landon Tice's expertise in poker. And yes, we're going to talk, you know, you can have different types of debates about, you know, some nuances. 
but I included links, etc., etc. You can go check him out on YouTube and hear his explanation to individual hands where he's actually, you know, he goes through his thought process. There's no way that he was inventing that. Impossible, right? On the fly, that thought process off the top of his head, you would have had to have high command of details in order to have the thought press thought process to start the irony the deep deep irony here is that that thought process that he uses in evaluating a poker hand should have been used in evaluating the structure of the contest itself and this is the one of the punchlines to this podcast and the video and the you know the broadcast that's going to follow here which is Landon Tice is a professional in a very specific niche where the logic is exactly should and could have easily been adopted to understanding the way the entire structure of the competition occurred and nevertheless he discarded it. It's almost like, you know, there's like brain freeze and then you like, oh, well, the analysis that I used to uh, evaluate this poker hand is entirely different and unrelated to any other matter. So I just like throw it away. The difficult thing about financial topics and financial planning matters is that I'm very convinced that many of you can either be strictly qualified greater than I or have practical experience in the real world. Let's not discard that 100% and just, you know, throw it into the trash can. But those lessons and what you know from the real world can be adopted. It's really my job to kind of defang, demystify the jargon so that you can get to the underlying idea. I'm convinced if young poker pro Landon Tice had been had sat back and thought through it that he wouldn't have agreed to the structure, a structure which ultimately handcuffed him and as a result left he and his team no other position, no other alternative than to resign. All right, enough talk. Let's get on with the broadcast itself. Hope you like it. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast and give it a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or whatever platform where you digest podcasts. Thanks. In today's broadcast... We take a look in the world of high-stakes poker. Most specifically, this contest between young poker professional Landon Tice and businessman Bill Perkins. There's a lot of commentary around this contest. I'll take a closer look and relate it to why it's important for your financial literacy and decision-making. So, in other corners of YouTube, you will see probably something like 10, 20, 30 videos regarding poker every single day. And of course, you know, there's a whole range of abilities of people, etc., etc. Now, 
first, let me first talk about what poker is and what it is not. Okay. Poker is a game. People know that. The most popular version is called Texas No Limit Hold'em. Now, the reality is that many people believe that this is just to be pure gambling. And it is true that the future, in other words, the eventual outcome is unknown. However, much like Life's a Gamble, which is the most important video from this channel, right? there is a misunderstanding about what drives ultimate outcomes. Meaning there is a difference between randomness that you know, meaning that you accept some type of unknown ultimate outcome. That is very, very different than pure gambling. Pure gambling is you know what the outcome is, you know it's against you, you do it anyway. Now you're gambling. Poker, however, is an applied probability game. Applied probability game. And if you don't believe me, all you need to do is look at this book that shows up on your screen, which is called The Signal and the Noise. The author, Nate Silver, graduate student of the University of Chicago in mathematics, the owner of 538.com, which is a very popular website, which really is talking about the quantitative comparison of outcomes and predictive outcomes based on a bunch of factors. Nate Silva, very famously, a couple of, uh, I want to say, three presidential elections ago, uh, correctly forecast something like 48 or 49 of the states in the Electoral College, right? In this book, The Signal and the Noise, which I highly recommend to everyone, right? <laughs> I would have loved to have written the book if I were anywhere close to qualified. Anyway, this book has a number of anecdotes which have to do with the fact that people misunderstand the math and then they misapply what the lessons that you should be gleaned from data, probability, etc. Predictions of the future having to do with models, having to do with forecasting based on the random spinning of a roulette wheel? No. All right, that is not the case. In fact, probability. That book, The Signal and Noise, inside there is a chapter on poker. In fact, that author, which is known, can be found in high-stakes poker tournaments. So, that's what actually poker is, right? And so now we come to this contest between this young man, Landon Tice, poker professional, and established business person, Bill Perkins, who comes from oil trading. So from there, let's set some two basic things that everyone can take away. Number one is don't underestimate the other guy. Okay, so we have poker professional versus person who plays high stakes poker in public and, you know, obviously accomplished, but not professional. Still, you know, high-end recreational player, certainly, but still recreational player. The fact of the matter is that even here, the way that they set up this contest is the professional gave the recreational player nine 
a nine unit head start for every 100. Okay, and from there they play for chips. Okay, now the fact of the matter is, is I don't know and I can't say where this nine originated. Felt right? Did they do any mathematics study between, you know, the differences between a professional and a non-professional? The answer, could it be measured? The answer is yes, right? There are all sorts of analytic tools around poker which can actually measure this, okay? So they could have studied this in the past to say, okay, well, I'm going to beat this other guy by nine per 100. Okay. I doubt that, by the way. Nevertheless, and I'm not, we're not going to settle that here, meaning that as a large number of the you know, professional community as well as you know, speculators were all making, all have their own opinions on whether or not nine, this number nine, was a fair handicap system. I simply don't know, okay? What I do know, however, is that as a person who just plays randomly against other recreational players, nine sounded really high against an opponent, especially a competent one. This particular opponent also has a background in financial markets because his specific background was from oil trading. And the reason that I am pointing this out is because that means that he needed to catch up to the pro, right? So he, there was no shortcut but to study. There is no shortcut to, but to study. And there is plenty of information about this. In other words, there's a huge number of simulations which have gone on game theory. Prisoner's dilemma. In other words, you can see other exercises from academia where very similar simulations, Monte Carlo simulations, etc., just as kind of like one that some people have heard of. There are a number of the, these different types of studies where the mathematics about the difference between these two players could have been predicted in advance. So how they got from there to nine, I'm just simply not sure. Let's give Landon Tice the benefit of the doubt, meaning that, you know, he set it at nine, Bill Perkins accepted it, and now we have how much they need to win by. They were going to play X thousands of hands. And the reality is, is the stakes are exceptionally high, right? This nine, if multiplied through the amount of maximum number of hands, would have been $720,000. A tremendous amount of money, obviously. However, that's just based on scaling, right? I mean, out of that number of hands, that's what turned out to be the mathematic advantage. Now, is it possible that the young professional landed Tice could have made up this $720,000 difference? Of course. In advance, you cannot predict the future. Fine. This second principle, however, is important because they set a very specific rule. What Landon Tice gave away is he gave away the thing where he had the biggest advantage. So now let's just pretend you're playing, you're playing any kind of sport or you're kind of, and you can see this all the time. Right? You, you 
don't need Monte Carlo simulation knowledge in order to understand this. You can see this in a sporting event, right? In other words, the big underdog, the big underdog, if they happen to get the lead, right, you see the leader still not overly worried yet. There's still time. There's still other things that can go on. They have special, that team has specialized players just for the same, for that specific instant, right? It's all's not lost when the Warriors went down by 20 points multiple years ago. That 20 points gets made up in about five minutes. Why? Because that particular team had Steph Curry and Klay Thompson who could shoot three-pointers until the cows go home and bang in two minutes, 20-point deficit in, immediately erased. Why? Because they had experts at such a level that other teams didn't, could not replicate. In this instance, let's take a look. So now you have poker professional, Landon Tice, right? And the issue here is he gets behind, if he gets behind, at that very moment, what would have happened? They reset the amount of stacks, uh, stacks of chips, the amount of chips they have back down to the original level, to a starting level. In other words, they're taking what Landon gave away is he gave away the edge and the amount of ability to make up this nine from the first segment. He gave it away. And from here, the link to financial fluency begins. For people who have followed the channel, this is not a surprise, right? So we go to my favorite graph. Everyone knows that this is the graph that I like to use because this is the payout structure. And much like in insurance matters, annuities, investments, whatever it would be, you have a payoff diagram. And the same can be said for poker. So let's take a look at it here. Basically, if you win, right, what ends up happening is you start getting this line. Not very complicated, right? In other words, you start getting a line, which is your upside. Okay, let's just call it there in, in this burgundy. Okay. However, let's say this happens, and this is in fact what Landon Tice gave away. Because of the prior segment where I was describing this idea that you reset the amount of chips that you can possibly have, that also means <clears throat> that Landon Tice gave away the ability to keep winning a huge amount at any point in time. So what ended up happening? He effectively, he effectively capped his gains at the blue line. And as a result, what did he ended up giving up? He ended up giving up this area inside of here. This entire area here was completely unavailable to him. Completely unavailable to him. So this whole area, the squiggly lines, and you can see it. 
This type of giveaway here is the problem when you had to have their rule, which they agreed to, which is called resetting the stacks. So now the underdog, remember, got a big stack, has lots more chips. Now all of a sudden, he got to reset it down here. As a result, that means that this person, who's the expert, Landon Tice, the professional poker player, didn't have access to the full payout as in the burgundy line, he was capped at the blue line. This is a huge problem. And now, you could say, Jay, well, while that's also true, it's also true the flip side around. Not exactly. Because that would have presumed that the two competitors were on equal footing when they agreed in advance they were not. When it comes to financial matters, this is important stuff, right? Because you can remember that I have drawn this diagram for you on many other videos, lots of other videos, right? About Medicare, about insurance, annuities, long-term long -term care insurance, stock portfolio payouts, etc., etc. We've got similar types of diagrams and you can just see the picture here you don't give away this blue squiggly stuff for nothing. Instead, what ended up happening is Landon Tice gave away the blue and also allowed the underdog a nine unit head start, a nine unit out of a hundred head start. This is a common error that people misconception, misunderstanding about this payout diagram. Landon Tice made it. Financial decisions get made without a full understanding of the way this diagram comes out and, and the payout comes out. Because how does that flow back? That affects the price. In Landon's case, the double whammy which is nine too high and the squiggly line area given away. Hopefully you've gotten something from this and you right. I'm not here to debate whether or not nine was the right number, right? I simply don't have enough information about the differences between Landon Tice and Bill Perkins, right? In other words, I wouldn't have been able, I don't have any data to be able to make, make that kind of judgment or, and candidly speaking from what I've heard, it doesn't sound like a lots of you know, scientific study and estimation came into making up this nine. Well, the postmortem is already here, which is after only 25% of the hands being played, Landon, the professional, was ahead but not enough to make up the full nine. At that time, at that time, then that blue squiggly line that I showed you, he needed access to it. He didn't have it due to the agreement of this resetting of the chip stacks. As a result, the logical 
conclusion, which is the people that he worked with determined that they would then forfeit. Does this happen in other walks of life? Now, the reality is, is that there are two things that people need to take away as far as a financial fluency set of takeaways, okay? The first one is you need to understand this diagram. I don't care what the topic is. Dental insurance, health insurance, annuity, your portfolio construction. You need to understand, okay, here are the scenarios and here are what I think are going to be the returns, the payout structure, the benefits, whatever that is, okay? You need to understand the way your payout structure worked. That is absolutely vital. All the information sitting up here on the channel, all of it, centrally comes down to, okay, what's my payout here? What do I get? What do you get? What benefits do you get? And then, of course, there's a price involved, right? I am never going to tell you, it doesn't matter what the price is. You just pay because in order to get to this payout. That, that combination of it as a sentence does not exist over here. It entirely depends on the price, right? In Landon Case's situation, he not only gave away the blue squiggly line, but he also gave away a nine unit advantage from the beginning, both. The reality is, the good thing is the reality is that you can be Bill Perkins in this situation. You can. When? Medicare, you're in your open enrollment period, right? You have access to every plan with the sharpest amount of this graph at the uniform price to everyone else. You get your crack at it. Medicare Advantage, that's $0 a month. Medigap, that's low 100s a month for the Rolls Royce of access to that burgundy line. That's what it is. Dental insurance. Dental insurance, you get the burgundy line, but since the payout is is limited to 1000 or 1500 a year, it's capped to the blue line. Therefore, the if you work backwards, you should be only willing to part with less money. That's the link. If you're not Medicare eligible, does this also exist? It now exists under the Affordable Care Act. And now we, you can see how the lingo, the jargon now ties back to this diagram, which is that if your job of the hut, you get the same price as Mr. Perfect. So while we don't have a crystal ball to the ultimate outcome, the fact of the matter is, when we look across financial topics, we can centrally come back to, okay, measure the cash flows so that we understand what the payout diagram is, find out if that price then fits your particular situation. 
and without judgment, because candidly speaking, I have clients that from Medicaid where they don't have enough money and every extra dollar will count to persons with eight digits as household net worth. And nevertheless, this analysis, and that's why I talk about scale. It didn't matter. Honestly, it did not matter whether or not the person was a Medicaid person or whether or not the person has over $10 million as a household. The analysis, the reasoning, the logic, the common sense logic is one that you can find everywhere in all sorts of walks of life, even at a poker table.